Welcome back to Thirster Podcast. I'm Susanna. And I'm Olive. And we are back for another episode. So I know last week we didn't have one and it kind of just happened abruptly. We weren't planning on it and we just really weren't in the creative or like talkative headspace. But um, we're back this week and I think the episode kind of just lines up with everything that I think we've been kind of going through. So I'll let you share it. Um, Because you were the one going through every day. (laughs) Basically, we didn't have an episode last week because our, I guess you could say childhood dog, um, sadly passed away. Uh, And oddly enough, like I think some people kind of laugh at me when I say this, but this is kind of like our first real experience of loss, like Mm -hmm. close to us. And I know that it's not a human, so I know it's not going to be comparable to a lot of people's first losses. But me and Susanna, like, don't really have family here. We moved here when we were really young by ourselves with our, like, immediate family. So we don't really have family. And then, fortunately enough, no one else in our close lives have passed away. So this is, like, our first real, like, trauma from, like, losing someone or something. And my dog was someone to me, you know. Like, that was, like, my baby. And we got him when I was 13, so it's mm-hmm. been almost, he would have turned 10 this year. He didn't make it to 10, but he would have been 10 this year. So that's like a long, and I'm yeah. 22. So that's like half of my life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that's a big chunk of my life that I was with my dog. And he just had health complications the last month or so. And then this whole week, it was kind of like, hey, he's not getting better. And then yeah. multiple trips to the vet. And I just he, felt like that same day we had left to the vet, which is why I was like, you know, I don't care to record them. So let's just it was, get him taken um, yeah. care of. He he was diagnosed with diabetes. I think I mentioned this on the podcast before because I would, like, joke about his time slot for his insulin shot. Um, and so he was diagnosed with diabetes, and they were like, you know, you just got to inject him twice a day. You'll be good. And when we were doing that, and then after, like, a month, he just kind of started feeling off again. And it took about three trips to the vet, and they weren't really helping him. You know, they were just not checking his blood. I feel like they failed him in a way, and um, we took him to the vet, not expecting you know, that it would be the last time. And then they just kind of told us, you know, maybe it's better to just put him down. We don't know what's going on. And now that I think about it, though, I feel like he's like an indoor energetic lap kind of dog. And I think we noticed him lose his energy and then he wasn't eating. So we took him to the vet and they said, oh, like he has a cold or an infection or whatever. But hey, like we did his blood work and he has diabetes. So I feel like we kind of redirected our entire attention to the diabetes. And then... We just kind of didn't follow up the, the infection that they had treated after because he had made multiple trips back to the vet regarding his diabetes or, like, you know, all that stuff. And I felt like we just never saw if that infection ever ended up clearing because he, he had that two-week shot, that two-week antibiotic. But did that clear it or did it come back? So that's what we don't know. And I think you were just so focused on the injections, like the insulin stuff, and then maybe – and then it got hard because once he went from, like, super – you know, exhausted and, like, not before the medication. And then he was on the medication, so we went back to normal. And then he started started fighting the shot. So I feel like you redirected all your attention to the shot. And then we just never figured out the infection thing. Anyways, the point is— He had a UTI. Yeah. My dog was—he had diabetes, and then they said he has a UTI. So they gave us, you know, antibiotics, and then they gave us insulin shots. We were able to administer his shots, but then when it came to the vitamin or, like, the antibiotic, the pill, 
He would not eat anything with the pill in it. He would not take the pill. So we told the vet and they said, if you bring him in, we'll just give him a shot. That's good for two weeks. It's basically the same as taking the pills and finishing the pills. So that's what we did. Yeah, that's like, what happened. I don't happened. know if it's every vet or that, just that one, but they have no problem to charge for every, <laughs> every single vet. thing. Yeah. Check-in, blood work, keeping them company. Like, there's a million things. And I felt like we probably spent two, cl- close to two grand for that sure. one this month. Week, yeah, this like past month, it's been crazy. That's so, without an ER trip. Like That's just strictly his little veterinary yeah. on the corner street. And I think that last to go just, okay, well, is it the diabetes? Is it something else? I think we just kind of did pay attention. This is what happened. Um, he told me what happened. And he... He was getting his insulin, and then his blood sugar did end up spiking because I wasn't getting the full insulin in him. Because again, he would fight me. He's a little dog. Once and he got he, back to normal, yeah, he, he was a little dog. Jo- he was a little dog, and he would fight me. And I was alone doing these shots, and so sometimes it would dribble and it wouldn't go all the way in. So when we took him to the ER or the vet, they said, "Yeah, his blood sugar is high. Just try to give him his insulin." They showed me a different way to administer it. I did it for two days, and they said, "Okay, yeah, his blood sugar is fine. You're good to go." Um, but he wasn't eating. And so I was like, okay. He and went a week, like, disgusted by his food. And then the vet had said that, you know, the insulin might make him nauseous. So he might just not want the food. It sounds gross to him. But, I mean, one week of him just drinking water and refusing food, he lost so much weight. And to the point where he was barely walking. And, like, he, I mean, he's an energetic dog. So it was kind of like, what do you do? And they're just kind of like, oh, you know, you got to syringe the food. Like, he'll, he'll come back. That potato might come back. And I think that's what just dragged it out for him. Yeah, they, I'm not, you know, trying to educate any professional, but, like, when I took him to the vet already the second time around, I said, hey, like, it's been three days. Like, he's still not eating. He's, like, picking up food a little bit, but he just looks like he's in pain, like he can't eat. So they said, okay, just syringe feed him. So me and my mom syringe fed him twice a day. And this was the most horrible thing to do because he is a fighter and getting a syringe in his mouth was horrible, but we eventually did it. And we syringe fed him for about four or five days until I went to the vet again. I said, he's still not eating. And I said, could we do some blood tests? Like, I asked if we could yeah. do a blood test. I'm surprised they didn't offer it since exactly. they charged you $100 for Exactly. That. I asked him. I said, hey, can we do a blood test again? And they did it. And sure enough, he said, yeah, he has, like, a really high white blood cell count, which um, is a sign of either an infection or leukemia and then um they said that he was going to have kidney failure and so they said to just put him down it was so they sudden said his organs were shutting down which is probably why he just did not want to eat the yeah, food kidney disease i kind of i did so much research on it you guys i couldn't let it go he but didn't yeah poop all week either did he like he, just he was, pooped a little because he wasn't eating but yeah, yeah they said kidney disease essentially he got he got kidney disease and it sucked because he didn't get to reach his double digits and my mom is always like, oh, he's so old. He's old. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, he just turned nine in December. Like, he could keep going. But, yeah, so that's what we dealt with all week. And the last week was the hardest because I was just trying so hard to, like, hold on. Like, Yeah. They said it will be, like, intensive care. And, I mean, I just don't think it was worth living the rest of his life medicated, treatments, mm-hmm. doctor visits. Like, it's just a drug. Like, it's just a drug. I think it's—and especially the quality of life. Like, ever since he got on the insulin— and everything has changed. Yeah. Then he was dependent on it, and he didn't get it for a couple of days or all the way, and then he completely like switched. So I, I was like, it would have been so much harder to have surgery and have medication, and plus the bills. Like mm-hmm. again, we probably spent two grand, and we don't have dog insurance. Like we just never, <laughs> we did the yearly kind of stuff, and that vet probably just maxed us out everything. Yeah. But, so yeah. So that was our I, reality of our week, and so that's why we didn't have an episode. I couldn't do it. Like I. 
that like final day or Saturday morning, we're like, just take him to the vet because he hasn't ate all week and he is barely, barely walking. And I kind of knew they're going to either say put him down or like have surgery. But to that point, I'm like, just put him down. Like, don't make him go through that. He's already suffered all week or lost two Mm -hmm. weeks. And then I was in the store and Ola texted me and she's like, do you want, you said, do you want us to put him down today or should we wait mm-hmm. till Monday? I'm like, oh, no, I'm not going to wait till Monday. She's like, do you want to say bye? And I was like, I'm not going to make him drag out till Monday. It's Saturday. Yeah, um, they were closed on he gonna, Sunday. He wasn't going to make it till Monday. Probably not. Yeah. Probably not. Like he just, It was the worst experience of my life. Um, I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but it is what it is. You know, I, I believe that pets go to heaven and he's I believe. He's a little doggy heaven. Yeah. And I, I believe in that stuff and I do believe in like. Cause I I creepily do feel him around sometimes, and I and I was just doing so much research. I saw this thing where it said like if you smell them out of the blue, they're here. Oh God, I hate always. <laughs> and I kid you not, like two days ago, in my room, it smelled like like wet dog. Like I know that's disgusting, but for a moment, it just smelled like the way he smelled like after he would shower. And I was like, oh, I smell him. Like my mom took it the absolute hardest. Like she's the one who was kind of like, okay, I'll just be a couple days. Well, because well, she was the we'll one. Over she it. was the one who was um, home with him all day. But no, I'm, I'm, what I mean is, she was the one who was the very first one to kind of offer to put him down. She just kept saying like, "He's old. He's old. He's old. I don't want him to suffer. Let's just put him down." And I was the one who was like, "I can't do it. Like, I literally cannot do it, guys. Like, please." I was the one who was calling around all the vets. You thought I was the one like pushing doing it accident, like like putting him down too soon without. Yeah, well, I wanted, to, I wanted to attempt it. I was like, let's syringe feed him. What if he'll eat on his own? You know, I don't want to just put him down because he hasn't eaten for three days. Yeah. Just all this stuff. And my mom was like, no, just put him down. You'll be sad for a day or two and you'll and forget again, about it. It fascinates me how this vet offered multiple times to do blood work all in the last two months. But when, like, he hasn't eaten in a week, he just never said, let's do a blood let's do blood work. It'll just come back to him. Yeah, like, what's wrong with him, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so my mom was like, you'll, you'll be upset for a day or two, and then you'll forget about it. And I knew that was not the reality. I was like, no, like, this dog has been in my life for 10 years. I'm not going to forget about it so in a day. I bad because he was limping and not eating, and all he wanted to do was sleep. And, like, well, I wanted to fix him, you know? I didn't want him yeah. to live like that. I wanted to fix him. But my mom took it the absolute hardest. Oh, yeah, she- and like, it happened Saturday. Of course, we were all upset Saturday. And then, like, Sunday, it just, yeah, it feels weird because you don't have someone, like, when you go outside to see him. Or, like, I don't want to cry about it right now. But um, <laughs> we were we were at, we were furniture shopping yesterday night. I think we, like, we're okay because we went out we went out and kind of just mm-hmm. went up with us. We're furniture shopping. And my mom goes, oh, you know, I want to change the, what is it called? The coffee table in, like, in the main living room. And I was like, oh, you want to change it? I really thought she wouldn't because it, it's kind of custom it's nice made. Table. It's like a wood coffee table. And then she got custom granite installed on the top. And it's very heavy. We cannot move it. And I'm like, you want to, like, switch that out? And she goes, well, yeah, because, you know, he's. And then she was bawling in the <laughs> store. The sales associate was so confused. Like, she kind of was yeah. just like, what happened? My mom just turned red and started crying. And my dog would come inside and hide on the coffee table. That so was his spot. If my mom dropped any food or whatever, he would, like, clean it up like that. Like, he would eat the food. So He also chewed up that table really good. So when you see the little <laughs> yeah. chew marks, you just know it was him. Anyway, so, like, she's on a bawling in the store. I'm like, okay, she's not over it. And then in the car, she's bawling. We got home. Like, if you if you find her alone anywhere in the room, like, in any room, she's, like, yeah. bawling. So I think she's seeing the hardest. And we went back and forth about getting a new dog and not getting a dog. But I think we're going to stick with no because she's just like, I cannot go through this again. I don't want to go through this again. And I think to her, it was kind of losing a child. Well, for sure. My mom, my dog was the biggest, like, mama's boy. Like, he, my dad said this because my, dog, my dog's bed is, like, 
he stays right in the backyard, like, by the door. So you cross paths with him no matter where you want to go in the backyard. And my dad is always in the backyard. Like, that's the way he leaves the house, like, all this stuff. And my dad says, I can go walk past him 80 times. He won't even pay me any mind. Really? The second my mom opens the door, he, like, jumps up and goes. And same with me. Well, same with me. I would call my dog. I would, like, my dog, he didn't hate me. But if it was between me and my mom, he would have killed me any yeah, day. Like because you weren't the one at home all day giving yeah, him food. Yeah, I'm not home and- all day. Like, he's obsessed with my mom. So I think my mom took it the hardest. And I'm just kind of like, you were the one who was, like, trying to put him down. And now you're, like, suffering. And I think you, like, I don't mean to throw you under the bus or anything, but Susanna is not a animal person. Yeah. Susanna says her I whole didn't life, mind him at all. Well, I know you didn't mind him, but Susanna never really cared for him, if that makes sense. Like, Susanna would never pick him up. Because Susanna there was would, four of you ahead of me, so I'm like, okay, well, he's getting on the yeah, level like, attention. Susanna, I don't feel... Susanna never picked him up. Susanna hated the way he smelled. Susanna didn't even want to pet him. If she did touch him, she would run wash because her I hands. I always wash my hands after like, she I touched just him. Didn't, she didn't want anything to do with him. She liked his presence, and she thought he was adorable, but she didn't want to touch him. She's just not an animal person. I hated seeing you guys put him on the couch, putting yeah, him on Susanna the Yeah, Susanna would get mad if Susanna had to take him to the vet in the because car. She would just outside, be disgusted. Because he was an outside dog, and you guys would put him on the couch, put him on the pillows, put your blankets yeah. on him. My gross point me out. being is, Susanna's like probably the least closest to my dog. Um, my dad, I thought I'm would be the least phone. closest, but I think because my dad is always outside with him, he got kind of closer to him. But Susanna was like the least closest to him, and your reaction to his loss really like shocked me because, because we spent I thought, the last two I thought months, you could care less if he wasn't because here. we spent the last two months. Babying him, insulin, yeah. food, the walking. We took him on. Like, yeah. We weren't really present in his life the way that mom was because we weren't home. We had school day, work, yeah. and she would do everything. He had the groomer. Mm-hmm. Um, he we have a big backyard, so he just runs around with him and take him on a walk and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the last two months we've had to be really like attentive to him. Mm-hmm. Shots twice a day, morning and night. You had to put set alarms morning and night, which I feel like is a blessing in disguise because which it really brought us so, so much. much. Closer, we yeah. did so much with him last. Three weeks. We gave him ba- We gave him a bath. We gave him two baths, three baths, maybe his entire lifetime. Yeah, he lifetime. goes to the groomers. Because so, he doesn't let us. Like, yeah. And, but he wasn't fighting it. So I think we got to do everything. Like, put him in the car and roll the window down. We couldn't do that before because he would probably jump out. He did, yeah, he was um, an energetic We dog. got to walk him in our neighborhood without a leash. Like, do you understand? My, my dog has just always been an inside dog like in the house. You couldn't leave our front door without him Running. yanking on the leash He's run out so many times. Like, he just wasn't made for the like outside life, like, yeah. to be out, out of the house. In an odd way, he just fit the family so perfectly. Like, yeah, he, he just, was literally he just one of us. stayed home all day long. And he knew if he got in the car, it was vet or groomer. And he would weep in the, the car. car. Yeah. So, um, I think we ha- the timing of it, and this is kind of what my entire episode, I just really want to focus on and just share. Because it's been, like, in every aspect of my life right now, which is so weird. Like, the timing of the timing just all comes together. So, you had said that other day, and you're, I think you were so frustrated that he, you felt like he didn't live his full life, and he got to leave soon, and he was supposed to live till 12, because that's what Google said, and I felt like... No, it's like, Google said 12 to 15, and I put my dog on the lower end, because he wasn't the healthiest. Yeah, so I'm just like, I think you just felt like it was too soon, and then you had said that you were frustrated that he, that he passed on that, like, he got put away that, that day. And then, was it you that said that was the 15th? Yeah, I so, realized And then it. she's like, I realized today's the 15th. And for some bizarre reason, not only was he born, like, December 15th, 
And then we had adopted him January 15th. Mm-hmm. But I feel like every time he's gone to the vet or, like, the groomer, it's always been on the 15th. It's so creepy because— Over as the I'm, years. Yeah, as I'm mourning him, Snapchat's bringing me memories of him. Because I have so many pictures of my dog, you guys. I don't post my dog a lot, but— do I take a lot of photos of him? I, yeah. I don't want to annoy people because I know that it's not going to hit the same the way it does for me. But I got a snap memory of him at the vet three years ago on the day. And I recognized the veterinary parking lot. So it was him yeah. in the car, like, hyper and crying. And it was at the vet. And then I have a picture of my brother holding him in the same vet room that he passed in. And it's just so mm-hmm. weird. Like, every I don't know time he's had, or, like, doctor's appointments or vet or whatever, it's always like, oh, he's going to turn. He's going to turn, you know, a year older in a couple days. And, like, I feel like it's always on the 15th. Like, it's that's 15th. Always, yeah. No matter what month it is, it's always, like, sometime that time. So, I felt like we were just like, oh, my God. Like, like today was his day. Like, he had to and go today. And 15 is his number. Like, 15 is – I don't have anything yeah. significant to 15 for me. Um, I've always been a 23 kind of girl. But 15 has taken over. Which and is why the timing was perfect. And it was really frustrating. I think once we realized that, we kind of came to that agreement. Of like, no, like, today was his day. Like, today was – yeah. But I wouldn't say plan. I think he suffered all week. And so I, I wanted him to go. I wanted him to rest. But I was just frustrated that he had, like, he got sick. You know, he yeah. he passed because of an infection that he received. And the doctor didn't really give us an He just didn't care well, at no that point. no one knows how they're going to die. He was like, yeah, it could be from grass or whatever. I'm like, my dog didn't eat grass. Like, yeah. he was just kind of like, let it go type of deal. Yeah. I was like, so adamant on finding out what happened because I blamed myself for the longest time because I was one giving him his shots and I thought I just didn't do something right. I thought the diabetes killed him, but it wasn't. You know, I just want to lay that out there. You never, like, you never know how you're going to die. You always expect it's going to be of old age, but everyone just goes at a different time. And I think that's kind of what I wanted to talk about. Not death, but like the timing and how frustrating it is when Mm -hmm. something doesn't work out the way you want. And I feel like right now I'm living... The perfect mindset of just trust the timing and just don't force something. And I felt like I I had a whole breakdown last week because of like that whole reality trick of okay, well, um, my timeline, what I wanted. I'm like, oh, like it wasn't supposed to be like this. Like, why why is yeah. everything shifting? And again, like everything is shifting in my life right now. So I'm like, but you know what? If I didn't do this, like if I didn't start a business a couple years later or like what if I did it before and I think I've been so frustrated with timing but I've changed my mindset to be on that like idea of just take it day by day and I don't stress stuff anymore I'm just kind of like you know what whatever happens today happens and it's just been a testament every single day like every single day that they say like oh god laughs when you like make plans yeah for sure but it's, like, it's so hard for someone to just trust the timing and be like, you know what? I'm not going to force anything. I'm just going to let it happen. Today won't be the day, but tomorrow will, or maybe it will never come. And I kind of want to share how that's been, like, the truth for me. So I remember when I had applied to, like, a lot of jobs. After high school, like, of course, you want to get your first job. And I applied to, like, 18 different places. Um, all retail, like, all close distance with me, 18 places. This is 2017. And not a single callback or a single interview that I got. The only place that I called back was Home Goods. And I think out of my entire list of places I wanted to work at, it would just it worked out. And I really think if it wasn't for Home Goods and working retail and being getting getting to be like a cashier, I wouldn't have kind of found my life calling in a weird way. Because after like college, I thought I was gonna be a nurse and I had this you know, timeline. I was like, I'm going to finish school four years, like 
mm-hmm. no retakes. And then I'm going to get and I'm gonna get married or engaged and start my career. And, like, I had this built-in timeline where I'm like, it's got to work out this way or else I'm going to fall behind and it's just not going to work out. And then it's going to be embarrassing and I'm going to hate myself and all this stuff. Like, I feel like I took my life goal timeline so seriously. But then, like, semester after semester and year after year, I'm like, this is not what I want to do. Mm-hmm. And I spent so much time, like, with a big question mark of I don't know what I want in life. And I just didn't, like, trust the timing. Like, I thought that was the most stupid thing ever. Like, because I think mom was very much, oh, like, she wouldn't say trust the timing, but she was kind of just like, uh, yeah, that's not how life works. You don't get to make a plan. It doesn't work like that. Like, you don't <laughs> schedule stuff in. And I, and I loved scheduling stuff, being like, hey, well, you know what? I want to plan stuff out. I'm going to, I know we're in the spring semester, but I'm going to plan out my summer schedule and my fall schedule for school. And this year, I mean, every year, but this year, we're only four months into it. And I feel like everything just completely changed. Because now when I look back to what December looked like or January looked like, I didn't think I was going to go back to school. And I didn't think that I was going to make very big decisions about my business that I'm not ready to talk about yet until... Yeah. It gets closer or like unless unless stuff changes. So I'm kinda curious, has anything as far as your mental timeline changed? Has we talked about this? Like currently? Like yeah, like is there something that, that just didn't go your way that you've kind of been frustrated about as far as timing? Other than Max? Um I think one thing that I always kind of told myself was right about divine timing was so I was a nursing major like Susanna. And I started my prerequisites pretty early. I think I was, like, 17 when I started my nursing degree at a community college. And I was like, I'm going to be a nurse by 22, you know? I want to get this done. My program is two years. I'm going to be a nurse by 22, 23. And I'm such a firm. Like, I always had really good luck growing up. And I'm just a firm believer in affirming. And um, you think it was luck or do you think it was a perfect timing? It was meant for you. I I think perfect timing in a sense because I was like, I'm going to get into because the nursing program in my city, the two-year one is a lottery. So your name just gets picked. And so I've always had good luck. I've always won giveaways of raffles, cakewalks, you name it. I always won them. There was not a thought or doubt in my mind that I wasn't going to get picked for this nursing program. I knew I was going to do it. It followed my timeline. I don't think you knew what a lottery meant then. I was like, I'm going to win. Like, Mm -hmm. it's a... You know, it's a fucking drawing name. But you know it's a drawing, not like a ringing. Yes, I knew it was a drawing. So I was like, my name is going to get picked. I know without a doubt in my mind, my name is going to get picked. I would do these affirmations, meditations in my sleep. I would um, text, like, there's this funny little trick. I'm embarrassing myself. But, like, I wrote in a text, like, Stop. texting you or my mom that I, my name got picked. That sounds like, but a, you just that don't, sounds like a Twitter meme. You just don't send it. Yeah, you just don't send it. And you write it in. I remember I added... Um, on my calendar, on my phone, like the day that the names were going to be announced, I put like, this is the day I'm going to get in the program on my calendar, like months and months. Like I was like, I got this. Um, My name did not get picked and my world was crushed. I was like, my life is over. This was my timeline. Like this is what was supposed to happen. Now I have to wait an entire year of doing nothing to apply again. I feel like girls have this really strong intuition, this like cool feature in them to when they're cornered to a wall, they can completely change their mindset and just yeah. kind of like and hustle and figure it out a different way. Well, and when I think it's just I, cool about girls. When I failed, well, when I didn't get picked in the thingy, I think two months later, I started my business and I had the store. Oh, wow. Four months later, and I was like, okay, well, if I was in the nursing program, yeah. this business would not have been a thing, you know? And so I was if like— If COVID never happened, it wouldn't have happened. Right. And then I was like, you know what? If— um, 
if I do end up doing nursing later in my life, I still want to at one point if I'm able to. I'm able to do it at a later time because if I was doing nursing, I wouldn't have experienced this. And this business, again, for me, has worked in a lot of mysterious ways, connections, experience. And couldn't you also argue like you getting a job at Home Goods is literally the reason we found this space for the store? Yeah. You're leaving work in the shopping center and you found it. Like, I think the approach to where I like visually, because I'm a visual person and I always just think of, okay, well, this year of my life, like, slash it down mm-hmm. onto the next so we don't take a step back and go to the bigger picture and say, well, you know what? I have the next 20 years to figure it out, not two years to get everything together and then, like, live. Because you see how people in their 20s struggle mm-hmm. and then the people in their 30s and 40s kind of have their shit together. Like, I think we've expected to have everything figured out by 24, which is no not the case anymore. No helps you when you're a teenager. Like, nobody helps you plan your yeah, life. Yeah, you don't, you don't can't imagine it. You just think it's just going to... Go to your only concern is college and then nothing beyond those four years because you change it obviously. But I'm just like, dang, like I thought by 24 I would have everything figured out. Like I thought it would just fall into place. But then I'm like, okay, well, you know what? Right now, my life has paused. And until I'm certain about what I want to do, who I want to be with, where I want to do it, like until I'm like sensed out about that, it doesn't need to move forward. So now me reconsidering, like, oh, I want to maybe end this end one chapter of my life and start a new one. Mm-hmm. And until I got into that, that confident, comfortable place, it's not going to start until I do it. Yeah. So if that's where I've been at, because I, I've spent the last few years in, like, a cloudy mystery. Like, I don't know, like, watching you have your cellist, okay, I need to do this and this and this to get into this. And you are organized. For me, if I'm not so confident on it, I'm just not going to act on it. Mm-hmm. And today I feel so much better about Where you the are. future, like the future. Like I'm kind of like, hey, well, you know what? I have a game plan on. I feel like I haven't had one and it's just been a guessing game for the last couple of years, mm-hmm. especially, I mean, before COVID too, it wasn't like COVID did it, but it has just been really frustrating for me. And I think in a weird way, Max's timing is kind of like, you know what? Like everything has its timing. And if it doesn't happen today, like it can happen tomorrow and you can't control the timing. Like, you for sure just can't. It's out of your control. And I don't want to argue, like, what's out there and what controls your timing. <laughs> whatever, like, you know, whatever you believe in. Yeah. As far as, like, if it's already written for you, if it's happening in the process. But if you're struggling with, like, something, you just have this biggest uncertainty about, you know, do I act on it? Is it, like, you're just in and out? Like, one foot in, one foot out. And you're just frustrated with it not working out. I promise you, I think... You will eventually just digest the entire thing because um, I think I had shared earlier how, again, we use the example all the time, but Urban Outfitters, how everything worked out on our end and we got done and then we had a communication issue, but then we got that resolved. So we did everything on our part with them and in a weird way, like their plans changed and I was so mad and blamed us for it. But I'm just like, you know what? Them as a company, like, made a big mistake with them and everyone else. Like, now that yeah. I see that they b- deleted their entire business page and stuff, I kind of just stopped taking the blame for me. Right. And we did everything we had to do with them. So I'm like, you know what? The experience happened, and then it passed. And then a new experience happened, and it passed. And then there was an experience that hasn't even happened yet, which is why I've, just, I've been really trying to pep talk myself into not stressing stuff and just kind of go with the flow. And just trust the process because I literally want to bawl and cry when I think about certain stuff. Like, mm-hmm. oh, my God, I wanted this. Like, why is it not happening? Or 
this is not what I planned in the last two years. Yeah. Or I thought I would be a lot further in life. Like, for me, that's why I get upset about. If I don't get something or if I don't get rid of something, Mm -hmm. I'm so stressed about it. Especially when you work for it and you're like, I'm going to get this and you don't. And you just want it. You tell yourself you want it so bad. Mm -hmm. But I'm just, I'm more of like, okay, if God didn't want me to have it, I just, I'm trusting it now. I'm not going to question it. Mm -hmm. Especially when I don't, I just try not to think about the what could have been or what would have that been like? Because clearly if it wasn't for me, I shouldn't stress it. Yeah. Like where could I have been right now if I hadn't done this or this and this? Like, I just think that life, you don't make mistakes in a way. I think it's just kind of part of your plan and it's just going to happen that way. I think, I think everyone is where they're supposed to be. Like, I don't know if that's spiritual or if that, I don't know what that is. Yeah. And I kind of want to say, don't question it. Just. Right. And I think for me, something that I've never quite let go of is when you do something for an end goal and you don't get that end goal and you feel like you wasted so much time yeah. and you wasted all. Like for me, yeah, the nursing was like a good example for me. You guys, I took hell's worth of classes. I took so many summer classes to get, took, you know, physics, physiology, physiology, um, over the summer. Yeah. I've done, I, you know, I tortured myself for two years and to not get that end goal, all I could tell myself was I did it for no reason. But yeah. then I'm like, oh, wait, no, well, I got a lot out of it. You know, I got, um, but you like, found something else from it. I found something else from it, but at the same time, I gained experience. I like I gained a lot of knowledge. Like mm-hmm. I think one thing that we have as humans have to stop doing is like saying, "Well, I did this for no reason." Like yeah. you know, same with the business, same with like everything. There's so many things I could friendships say. and like relationships. How mm-hmm. I know friends who stopping friends for a period of time and then later they reconnect, and it's just like that timing of it didn't wasn't for you then. But it can always still happen later. Right. That's what I always believe with relationships. Or, like, sometimes people get upset with relationships. Because if you're with someone for five, six years, and then you don't get married or you don't end up together in the end, you're like, damn, I wasted five years of my life. Yeah. Like, I could have been with other people. I could have been living my life single. But then you're like, wait, I gained a lot from that five years. You know, I gained memories. I gained um, lessons, experiences. It's like some stuff is just for that time period of your life. They don't yeah, that's to, what I always They don't myself. have to drag out with you. That's just that time period. I think before COVID, I was like my ultimate happy and I was so in love with everything going on in my life. And now a lot of that stuff's non-existent to me. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, maybe it's because it wouldn't fit into my daily life yeah. right now. You know? It's kind of like a better happiness or it's like a different In a weird of- way. You just, it's all about outlook. I think one thing you can take away is you cannot really control What's going to happen to you in a weird way? So you just have to process it and, you know, kind of move on from it and not distressed. I think kind of yeah. Is. And that's everything kind of happens for a reason. Through. Is what I always tell myself. I know a lot of people don't believe in that, and that's okay. And even our eras, because now I look back and I'm like, okay, well, what I had in my this is our era, like, and what I had on that looks so different now. And it doesn't matter if it's in a positive or negative way. I'm just kind of like, okay, well, I did. Did you think I was going back to school? No. Did you think I was going to wake up one day and say, you know, I'm going to go reapply. Like, I want to finish. Mm-hmm. I'm about two semesters away from finishing. Like, I'm going to go back to school. Right. I It just it just comes to you. Like, it's so out of your control. And uh, and I did it. Like, I acted on the instinct. And I've been really good about just trying to. You prioritize t- it. To take in whatever happened that day and then just fix it and try to find the resolution. You know, you go towards it, you turn around from it, or you just redirect. Yeah. So, I think that's just such a good thing to value in your life if you're questioning something and you just don't know what to do or how to do or what's the right decision I think you just trust the timing and just wait for it to come to you I, I don't think you need to chase the answer you need to just wait for it to come to you that sign it's gonna for sure 
you know, come to you that way. Yeah. But I feel like I'm going to continue just taking it day by day. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to plan anything anymore. And I, I've been saying that on repeat, but... Well, yeah, it's, plan it's your hard. day, plan your week, but stop planning your future. Because yeah. I promise you it's probably not going to look that way It's in the good end. to have your goals, but your goals are going to be to be happy and to be successful and to be, like, full. Yeah. And that's going to look so different. And it could look different than what you had written down on bullet mm-hmm. notes. So I just really want you to enjoy the ride and not really focus on the destination. Mm-hmm. If that... I think a lot of the times when I see successful people talk about their past, no one ever plans to be successful. Yeah. Like, they're like, oh, I thought I was going to be doing this. Or, oh, I I only got into this because this accident happened. The like, best you know, success I think, stories are, like, the, the yeah, never happening. A lot of, and even, not even success, like, people who are, like, oh. The guy who made hot cheetos. Yeah, how I, <laughs> how I met my husband. Like, oh, I was dating this dude for 10 years, and I was unhappy. Like, you know, there's so many. Friend. Yeah, there's so many, like, journey things that happen that get you to the end and what whether you believe it or not I think if you take a step back and evaluate your life and where you are today if you were to go back in time and ask your person five years ago where do you think we will be in five years I don't think it will be the answer you had planned if that makes sense but and life is just such a weird thing like that life is you know life is crazy and you can't control it so it's best to just enjoy it i'm an overthinker i'm a chronic overthinker i I overanalyze everything i give myself major anxiety but i've slowly learned to be like okay this person didn't text me back Mm -hmm. i used to wait like i used to ruin my whole week over that shit like what did i say wrong and then you blame yourself what could i have said that would have you know kept this going mm-hmm. what's wrong with me all this shit and then i learned i was like wait a minute like who literally cares it's been eating me up all week like just stop thinking about it yeah and that's what i do and i think that's how i've been able to process like my loss this week is because i'm like it happened it was going to happen eventually and i always tell myself like my dog was born in a litter he was going to live this life anyways you know mm-hmm. and he got to live a good one yeah. and then i move on from it and then when I see the people around me, like, still grieving it in a different way, I'm like, okay, I think I've emotionally matured enough to be like, I can move on from this. Because if you asked me four years ago how I would handle my dog mm-hmm. passing away. We always joked about it. I always told Susanna, I was like, I'll kill myself. Like, I'll really, like, I really, I don't want to live without him. Like, I would literally say that. And to be here today talking about it without even crying is, like, mm-hmm. insane. It's because I know he's happy. Mm-hmm. I know he's with me. And I knew that it was inevitable. And that's just an example. Like, if it's inevitable, don't worry about it because it was the right timing and you're going to get through it. That's, like, what I want to say. Yeah, the divine timing. Yeah. I think it's less about stressing what happened and more about, like, looking forward to what's to come What's to come, yeah. But as we wrap up this episode, I want to remind you guys that our hot girl walk, our— Community walk Sisters is still on. on. Sister on the trail is still happening this Sunday, so it's posted on our Instagram. Oh my god, it's this Sunday! It's this Sunday. Um, I think because we lost last week and just really didn't. Check I know. In I'm with sorry. It. I told Susanna last week. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this yeah. anymore. Like, I'm not. But I'm if not you're in following the, mood. the Instagram, you've seen it, and we'll repost it that the week. So I checked the weather, and it shows a high of 82. But we're doing the morning, so I think we'll be fine. We'll be done by 11 a.m. <laughs> And it's going to be really fun. That's what so, you were telling me the weather for Sunday. I was like, I don't care. That's so funny. Okay, so we're doing it at the Water Park Trail. We're meeting up at Copper and Friant. So there's a Valero gas station right there. And across the street, there's like, this is a Volcom entrance for sure. I know that. And you just park there. We're all going to meet up at the bridge there. Um, 
we'll meet each other, chit chat. We're gonna stop by and get Starbucks before. So get your drinks, bring your friends, bring your boyfriend, bring your pets. Um, and we're just gonna have, I was gonna, but I was like, no, Max would never, he wouldn't, we wouldn't take him. We will not be bringing our pet. He wouldn't go though. He wouldn't walk that much. Ooh. And he's not a friendly dog, so he wouldn't want to. He's a friendly dog to humans. He's, he's antisocial. He's, he's not a friendly dog yeah. to dogs. So um, we're going to meet up there. It's about like a two mile, and you're welcome to just turn around or like end it wherever you want. I just kind of want yeah. to like say hi and me in person. Um, and we'll have a little fun girl talk therapy sesh. <laughs> and again, like you can bring your kids or your boyfriend or like bring your friends. We're not going to be walking arm to arm in a group. We're just going to all meet up and then just do the do trail. As you will. But it is next Sunday. And we're hoping that if it goes good, we can plan another one within the next few months. And um, we'll post about that on Instagram. But thank you guys so much for listening, and I hope you have a great week. Bye.